Hello and welcome to Sunday Messages with Fairmount Friends Church. We're so glad that you are joining us. You can find out more on www.fairmountfriendschurch.org. Here's Pastor Scott Schugert. Good morning. It's a little bit different group than I'm usually speaking to, which are, of course, younger. But, um, but the same. Got a message today that um, I've been preparing, and it's it's a story in the Bible that um, well, first of all, before I get started, a stories for me help me. Uh, object lessons also help me to get the point across. Helps me learn too because I'm the kind of person who likes a, a vivid picture um, to help me to understand a little bit better. And that's exactly what Jesus did in the Bible. He would tell stories to get his point across. And um, just like all week, the, the story of Joseph was one of my favorites. The, the troubles and times that he's gone through, through the bullying from his brothers, to being thrown into jail, um, being sold as a slave. But God still prevailed and still used him um, in, in awesome ways. Um, this morning, I'm sorry, I'm a little, a little nervous, I'm a little shaky, but that's okay, because I'm human. Um, <clears throat> comes from Luke 15, 11 through 32, and it's the story of the, um, the parable of the lost son, or the, the prodigal son, sorry. So, and it, it goes from Luke 15, 11 through 32, to illustrate the point further, Jesus told them this story. A man had two sons, the younger son, now, bear with me. It's a little bit of a long story, but that's okay. I need the whole story to, to get the message across. The younger son told his father, I want to share your, I want the share, the share of your estate now before you die. So his father agreed and divided his wealth between his son. A few days later, this younger son packed all his belongings and moved to a distant land. And there he wasted all his money in wild living. About that time, his money ran out. And a great famine swept over the land, and he began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him, and the man sent him into the fields to feed the pigs. The young man became so hungry that even the pods that he was feeding the pig, pigs looked good to him, but no one gave him anything. When he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, At home, even the hired servants have food enough to spare. And here I am, dying of hunger. I will go home to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I'm no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me on as a hired servant. So he returned home to his father, and while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I've sinned against both heaven and you, and I'm no longer worthy of being called your son. But his father quickly said to the servants, Quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet, and kill the calf that we've been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast, for this son of mine was dead, and now he has returned to life. He was lost, but now he was found. So, the party began, and meanwhile, the older son, who was in the fields working, he returned home, and he heard music and dancing in the house, 
And he asked one of the servants what was going on. Your brother is back, he was told, and your father has killed the fattened calf. We're celebrating because his safe return. The older brother was angry and wouldn't go in. His father came out and begged him, but he replied, All these years I've slayed for you and never once refused to do a single thing you told me to do. And in all that time, you never give me, given me, you never gave me even one goat for, a, for like five of my friends. Yet when this son of yours comes back after squandering all your money on prostitutes, you celebrate by killing the fattened calf. His father said to him, look, dear son, you've always stayed by me, and everything I have is yours. We had to celebrate this happy day. For your brother was dead and has come back to life. He was lost, but now he is found. In this parable, (laughs) in this awesome parable, the younger son basically goes to his father and says, Hey, old man, um, you know when you die, I get half of your stuff and brother gets the other half? And he's like, yeah. He's like, well, can I have that now? And um, so, like, in a selfish way, he's acting like his dad had already died. And so his father agrees and gives his, his son the half of his estate. His lunch, of course, his son leaves, goes crazy wild, spends all his stuff on things that he shouldn't do, uh, wild partying, and, and just blows all his money. And all that, he became this, ha- I mean, he, he, he hit rock bottom. He lost everything. And during that time, a famine struck and be- became, be- began to starve. He went and, and decided to um, ask a local farmer, is there anything I could do, any kind of work to just make ends meet? And he said, go, go tend to my pigs. And so he did. And he was so hungry that he, he um, just kept looking at what the pigs are eating. I'm like, wow, they're eating. They're provided for. That kind of looks enticing right now because I am so hungry. But, um, but then, he said, then he thought to himself, he said, even the servants at home that work for my father are getting fed every day, are getting provided for. Even if I go home and he doesn't accept me back as, as his son, at least a servant is better than this, better than being one of the pigs or eating what the pigs are eating. So he goes home and tries to convince his dad about, um, to hire him back as a servant. But here's where we get to the amazing part of this story, okay? The father has been waiting for his son return. Now, he wasn't just at his house sitting down pondering. He was probably out there on the porch every day looking over that hill, trying to see the top of his head maybe popping up. And every day he's out there. Every evening he goes back in, sad, distraught, because his son's gone. But one day, a glimmer of hope, he sees that head bouncing up. He sees his son, and he just doesn't just stand there. He runs to him, welcomes him home, hugs him, kisses him, yells to the servants, give give everything he needs. Let's throw a party for him. He's back. Kill a fattened calf. Let's celebrate. The father does the exact opposite of maybe what you and I would do. We may have been frustrated with our child, 
because he squandered everything that we worked hard for and gave to him. This brings me to one of my own stories in life. Um, as much as I can remember when I was eight or nine years old, but it has to do with me, my brother, and my youngest sister. Um, our grandfather had a farm. How appropriate. And we, um, we loved, I loved, going through the hay mound and just going through the barn and seeing all different kinds of stuff. Now, at that time, he didn't have animals when I was young, but, but he still had the barn and the hay mound and stuff. And let me tell you, the hay mound for me was Disneyland because there's so much that you could do. There you could build forts, you can swing ropes and jump into the other hay bales and stuff like that. Before we had phones and stuff, that's how we entertained ourselves. But um, we thought it would be a, a great idea to play hide-and-seek, which I love hide-and-seek, and I still do to this day, especially when it's dark, especially in this church. It's a very good place to play hide-and-seek, as the youth would know. But... Um, but yeah, we decided to play hide-and-seek. It was daytime at that time, thank goodness. But um, we decided to go to the corn, now the corn, to cornfield. Now the corn is about, I don't know how tall at this time. It's very tall. Um, and we decided to walk into the, into the cornfield to hide, to play hide-and-seek and to hide. Um, I guess back before all this happened, my oldest cousin took my brother Steve out and showed him a, a way to go through the corn and turn one corner, and he could be out right out at that time. But as Steve, Shirley, and I went to go hide, we walked in the corn a little bit further and a little bit further, and Steve said, this is where we turn. So we turned. We would turn a little bit further, and we went a little bit further, and there was more corn and more corn. And he said, oh, no, no, maybe it was this way. And then we go this way, a little bit further, more corn, and we realized we were lost in the cornfield. <laughs> um, I do remember also getting down on my hands and knees so Steve, my brother, could get on my back to look over. But the corn was so tall at that time, he couldn't see anything. And I remember being on my hands, or on my hands and knees and, and pushing, just praying. Believe me not, I was praying. I was just pushing holes in the soil. I'm like, Lord, please, please let's get out of here. Because I was so scared that we were going to be lost in the cornfield forever. Hey, I was eight or nine years old. So that to me whew, was crazy. But um, as we kept walking, um, we, we, we came to the woods. We saw where the woods were. He's like, no, that's not, the, that's not the right way. So we went back into the cornfield and kept walking and walking, and finally we hit the field of beans. Almost heard the angels go, ah, <laughs> because the beans were short enough we could see. So as we kept walking through the beans, lo and behold, there are my parents who run and embrace us and hug us and love us because we were lost, now we're found, um, Steve remembers this a little bit different than I do, but he told me, which was funny, is that it was, it was kind of confusing. The parents didn't know whether to hug us or spank us and then hug us again because they, were, <laughs> they themselves were scared half to death about, are we ever going to find our kids again? How, do, how dare you do that? Oh, I love you. How dare you do that? Don't ever do that again. I love you so much. Uh, it was a... <laughs> It was, a, it was a 
a joyous occasion for most of us. But get this, my older sister, I don't know where she was at this point. Um, I don't, not exactly was where, no, where she was at this point, but she could have been sitting right there before she knew that Steve got a spanking and thought, they deserve a punishment. Why are they getting embraced and loved and hugged? She could have thought of that. I don't know what she thought at that time. Who knows? But how many of you can also identify in the prodigal son story with the older son? He gets super mad and jealous because they're throwing him a party because he squandered all his money. He stayed with his father, okay? And he did what he thought he was supposed to do. He seemed to follow the rules, did what his dad asked him to do, helped run the farm. But in his own way, he was rebelling himself. Because maybe he didn't trust or believe in his father. Maybe he stayed because that's where he felt comfortable. And sometimes being comfortable is a problem. Because that doesn't give us a chance to serve, to step out of our comfort zone, to do what God wants us to do. Because we're so comfortable in this spot that all of around us, we don't feel like we're equipped with what we need. But God does give us what we need. How many of us maybe walk away from, from church because we were comfortable here in our pews, and then we go home, and the week goes by, and we do nothing? God wants us to serve. He wants us to make disciples, and that is our job. And just like the son, he felt comfortable at home. He didn't go out. So if we just stay here comfortable, we're doing God a discredit of not moving in our own way, we've insulted God because we take the gifts and the talents that he's given us, and they are from God, and we throw them away. Or we keep them to ourselves, and we use them selfishly. Each of us, like this story of the cornfield, have our own story from our past or even now that God can use to get the point across that, that he loves us and that he loves his children, that he will welcome them back home. Like the prodigal son came to realize that partying is not going to make him happy. Buying things is not going to fill the void in your life. And that after all was, let, or was used and he had nothing left, he realized he hit rock bottom. Now, if I can keep my composure, I have another story. This one's a little bit harder. But it's a story I didn't realize he could use, but he did. Like the cornfield star story, how did I know I could use that? I, I didn't until today to get a point across. But this story happened in 2007, on March 26th. And it was just, it was like any morning, um, getting up, my alarm woke me up to go to work. I get a phone call, and I, hello? And it was a dad on the other, other end. He said, hey, Scott, I'm like, yes, we lost Shirley. Now, Shirley is my youngest sister. We lost Shirley. And the first thing I thought was go find her. 
She's like, no, Scott. She was in the accident, and she didn't make it. I don't remember what I did then, if I dropped the phone, hung up, but I do know my daughter was not even a year old yet, and at that time, um, I went back to the bedroom to my wife, bawling my face off. She was worried and scared. She was like, what's going on? She maybe thought something was wrong with Ella. I said, my sister died. She was in an accident, and she died. And my whole world was turned upside down. Everything was different. Flood of memories started coming back. Flood of sorrow. Flood of pain. Not understanding what the heck God would do this to my family. That was a hard time for me. A time where I kind of walked away from God. I blamed him, I yelled at him, I cursed at him. I, I just didn't understand. And I, I treated him horrible. And get this picture, I pretty much put him on that cross because of what I said to him. This went on for a couple years, not trusting in him. I even went to camp, still, still giving the word of the Lord to the kids, but not believing it myself. But after I was done blaming him, I was done calling him names, asking him why. How would you take a mother away from two little boys? How could you take a daughter away from their mother and father? How could you take the sister away from me and my brother and other sister? But all was done. I hit rock bottom. And I didn't know what to do. Except I knew to go back to the Lord. Because that's where I felt at home. That's where I felt comfortable. Being raised in the Christian home and the Christian family being embraced by God, by, by Jesus, by his love, picturing his big smile with his arms open, saying, come back home. And that's where I fell. And that's where I felt comfortable. Like the prodigal son, came to the real, realization that he could go home because he knew he was loved there. He hit rock bottom to realize one thing, same thing I realized, some, same thing some of you realized, that Christ from that rock bottom is the rock that we build our life upon. He is the foundation to start our life over again if we have failed. Now, the young, the young son could have dwelled in his sorrow. I did for a couple years. He could have dwelled in his sorrow with all the what-ifs. Um, but he didn't. He took that bold move because he knew where he was loved. 
He knew he, he maybe had a chance even just to be a, a servant, but it's better than that. He was bold enough to go back and to try. And, and you know what? We don't have to try because he's always there with his arms open. He's always there ready to give you that huge embrace on your good days, on your bad days, on your normal days. But he realized it was better to be a servant than to live like he was. But the awesome, wonderful promise was is he wasn't a servant. He was welcomed back as his son. I know some of you have your own stories. Some of you have stories of loss, hard times, stories of, of relationships that didn't work out. Whatever your story is, that you've been through or that you're going through, just know that God can use those stories. He can use those stories to get across his point of his love, get across his point of his provision. Give me all that you have because you know what? I took it to the cross, and that's where it's going to stay. It's dead there, but I'm not. I'm here for you. I'm here with you. I love you. So think about that. Think about your story. Think about maybe where you are, where you've been. God is going to use that story. He's going to use that because that's what he does. He takes our trouble situation like in Matthew 3, Matthew or John 16:33 we will have troubles that's a promise we will have troubles but don't worry because I'm going to use it for my glory Satan's going to try to beat down on you trying to ruin you but God's in a way God's saying watch watch this and something amazing happens so next time you find yourself in a difficult situation or you have strayed from the Lord yourself. No, he's always there with you. And his arms are open wide to welcome you back home. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I just want to thank you for the time that we can come here, Lord, and, and just to learn about who, who you truly are. Father, each and every one of us have had times in our lives that, that we struggle. And maybe we're in that right now. But, Father, help us to realize that through all that struggle and through all that pain, you have a grander plan. Help us to rely on that promise and help us to understand that so we can get through this time. And when all is said and done and all is used, that we can come back to you and see exactly what you have done for us. Thank you for stories like that like the prodigal son, to, to bring us into a mind of your love for us, Father. We're lost sometimes, Father, especially in this world. We step out into the world and conform to it, and it's hard not to because it's so enticing sometimes. The devil makes it so enticing and so desirable looking that we stray that way, Father, but help us to remember that you are there watching us, still with us, 
never leaving us, never forsaking us, but waiting patiently for us to come to the realization that you love us and that we're welcome back. Thank you for this promise, Lord. In your name I pray. Amen. So we're so glad you were with us today. You can subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or your preferred podcasting app. Be sure to rate us so other people can know about the podcast.